Welcome to episode 7 of the Miles Podcast. I'm going to take these headphones off because this sounds terrible. Oh, do not want to hear my own voice while I'm doing this. Okay. Anyways, welcome. Uh, This is for November? Jeez, I'm sorry. I didn't do one in October. I've been so goddamn busy. Just every day after work, I've been doing something. Or on my days off, I've been doing something. And uh, So, either way, here I am now. Now you have me. And I got stuff to talk about. Kind of. I mean, I sometimes got stuff to talk about. Uh, I guess I'll jump right into it because I, I don't have much else to ramble about right off. Um, last week we had a, a really big uh, rainstorm. And, like, I lost power for, shit, like two days or something. But the thing that I wanted to bring up about that is you'd think, you know, power loss, people come together, um, help out. It's not the case. Uh, so, I'll give you an example. I was driving around uh, one of the towns, and there was no power to the streetlights. Now, when, when, when there's no power at a four-way intersection, what you do is you treat it like a four-way stop. You pull up, you stop right away, that shit. That was not the case, because motherfuckers decided, hey, those six people in front of me gunned it and almost died. I'm going to do that, too. And then they gun it, and there were so many almost, like, near-miss accidents. Um, we're just driving over to a friend's house the other day. So I'm glad that everyone has power again, and, you know, no one's driving like a maniac as much as uh, they normally do. Um, but that also reminds me, the, the friend that I was going to, um, I started playing Dungeons & Dragons uh, about last month. Uh, generally speaking, like every Monday. And I was on the fence about the whole Dungeons and Dragons thing, because, like, growing up, I always thought it was going to be lame as shit. And as an adult, I think going into it, I, I thought it was either going to be lame as shit or kind of cool. And I think it's a mixture of both. Because, like, some of it's like, oh, this is just math and numbers and boring stuff. But then once you get into it, it's, it's actually pretty fun. Um, if you got, if you got the right people, it's pretty good. Um, I won't bore you with, like, all the details and, and numbers and statistics and crap like that that I'm trying to understand, because I don't understand it, so I'm not gonna bother to try to explain it. Um, what else did I do? It's so weird not doing a podcast for, like, two months, because I, I there's just been so many things, and I was looking at the list that I had been keeping for last month's podcast, and, like, some of it's not even relevant anymore. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of is. Like, I drove past an apple orchard, and there's just a shit ton of people. And, uh, you know, people are putting their, their kids on top of the old farming equipment and taking pictures of it. And it's like, why do you need to take, like, 40 pictures of your, your three-year-old sitting on an old tractor? Like, is that really gonna... You're gonna show them that 30 years from now and be like, Look at this! Probably not. Um, that, that also brought up a weird thing of, like, what this generation coming up is going to be like, and, because, like, if you think about it, when I was a kid, the only time we took pictures, um, was when we had a disposable camera, and that was usually when we were on vacation, or we were going to do something, I guess it's the same thing, but, like, this generation, it's like, oh my god, 
Jimmy's eating something. Let me take a picture of it. Because you just have the, the, the picture ability, camera taking ability right on your phone. So it's like, I'm going to take a picture of this kid, you know, put it on Facebook or something. And then no one cares because people putting pictures of their kids on Facebook is stupid. Oh my god. I don't care what your kid looks like or what he did or what they did for a science project. I don't. Not gonna lie. It's kind of stupid. And those people who, who they, they post crap on Facebook and then they're like, or the, um, like, oh boy, we're expecting, and then they get like a billion likes. It's like, the f fuck you. You're just looking for attention. That's why you're having your fucking kid. I don't know. Anyways. I also went to a gun range and and shot some guns, and that was fun. Uh, I went with my friend who has guns, and we used his guns, because I don't have guns. And, I don't know, we just shot some targets and uh, had fun. Did it for like an hour. Um, I'm an okay shot, apparently. That's better than terrible. The range officer guy thought I had a couple good ones. And hey, a couple good ones... That's, that's good for me. But I had never gone to a, a gun range and, and shot guns. So, first time experience. That was cool. Oh, back on that topic of, of children. Um, taking kids to Disneyland before they're five. Yes. Okay, so, again, people online seem to post pictures of this. And, and I remember when I was in Disneyland, people doing this. What's the point of bringing your kid to Disneyland? I'd say anything before five. Because, like, what's the term that, that I used? Uh, your brain doesn't really turn on until you're about five. Like, I remember things from when I was four, but not a whole lot. It's usually, it was, like, about the time I was five, so I was, like, in end of preschool, beginning of kindergarten. That's when, you know, I remember a lot of things. But everything before, no. So I just feel like with how expensive Disneyland is, why why the hell would you bring a one-year-old there? Like, that's just a waste of money. The kid's not going to enjoy it. The parents aren't going to enjoy it because they got to lug around a one-year-old that's always screaming and needs to get changed and shit like that. I don't get it. But hey, you know, if people want to waste their money, by all means, I'm not gonna I'm not going to stop them. Well, it's not like I could stop them. I could just complain about it on my podcast. Which I'm doing right now! So this one's not so much anger, but it's just kind of cool. Have you ever been to Bath and Body Works? They, they're they usually in, a, in like, strip malls and, and malls. And it's just kind of like a soap and body lotion store. Uh, or hand soap. And I fucking love that place. I just, I love smelling all the smelly stuff and whatnot. I just got a, a big candle there. Uh, the other day, we got all kinds of hand soap, piles of hand soap. So that brings me to the the thing. Like, I walked in recently, and they gave me a coupon book, and, they, and I was flipping through it, and it's like buy one thing and get like four things free. So, of course, I bought like one thing and got a shit ton of free stuff. But it's like every time I go there, they're always just giving you coupons for free shit. So of course I'm gonna do that. And I, I mean, I guess it's a good business model. They must be getting their product cheap enough that they can just give it for free. They probably have to give away, like, six of them. 
and you buy one for them to still make money like i'm sure their their cost on that product is not a lot and they do probably mark it up but you know i think my coupon was like buy something for ten dollars and get something for 15 for free so i got a big ass candle it smells awesome i love it so what what I want to talk about for for the majority of this podcast is the new Mario game for the Switch, the Super Mario Odyssey, and uh, and I'd also like to talk a little bit about the new Sonic game, uh, Sonic Forces. Now my opinion of Sonic Forces has not been fully um, expanded on. I haven't played that game that much because I just got it yesterday. But what I've played, I feel like. I have enough information to, to talk about it. Um, but let me start off with this new Super Mario game. It's fucking good. Um, I don't think it's the greatest Mario game ever. Uh, I do have problems with it. Uh, for It took me maybe about four hours to finally feel comfortable with the controls and kind of know what I'm doing. Because um, like the button placement was weird at first and... Either way, I, I got used to it. it the level structure of, of the of the game, or the the concept of the game is, you're you're in a a set location and there's a bunch of shiny bits hidden around and you have to run around. It's kind of like an open world thing, and you run around and you find all the shiny bits, um, or you do tasks to to unlock the shiny bits and whatnot. And the shiny bits are uh, they're moons instead of stars, so it's kind of like. Super Mario 64 levels, but then it also kind of feels like the newer Mario game, which was Super Mario 3D World for the Wii U. So it kind of feels like a mixture of those two. And it's cool. There's there's a gimmick in the game where you throw your hat and your hat attacks things or um, you can transform into like enemies by throwing your hat into it. And it, it's a lot of puzzle solving and, and stuff like that. And it's fun, and I don't know it. Something about it it, it brings me, keeps bringing me back. Like I'll, I'll play it, and I'll, I'll I'll play it for like two hours. And I'm like, all right, that's enough. And I'll put it down, and then the next day I'm like, man, I kind of want to play more of that. So it, it it brings me back. I haven't had a game do that uh, for me in, in quite a while. So it was it was neat. The graphics are, are real nice. They're pretty. They're colorful. Um, Charles Martinet, the the voice of Mario, um, I feel like you can really hear his age um, of the character because he's been doing it since Christ, uh, 1994, 1993 or something. He's been doing it a long time, and when you when you listen to him in let's say Super Mario Sunshine, which I'm also playing right now, uh, he's all energetic like Yahoo and and in the new game, he's kind of like, Yahoo! You know, he, he's still, you can tell he's still enjoying it, but he's definitely getting old. Anyways, Charles, Charles Matinee is, uh, Martinet? Matinee? I think it's Martinet, because Matinee is like a cheap movie. Um, so Martinet, <coughs> he's, he does Broadway or, um, some kind of theater stage production stuff. Uh, either way, he's super cool. So anyways, in the Mario game, you have to collect, um, in each world, something like 10 or 15 shiny bits and then you've got this big ship thing that flies around to the next level and stuff so you've got to get x amount of 
shiny bits to charge up the ship to get to the next location. But, like, each, each world has something like 25 to 60 shiny bits just hidden around. And that's a lot. Um... Like, one level, I think I got 20 of them, and there was another 20. I'm like, geez, I don't know where else to look for these. Um, so, so for, like, a completionist, that game's definitely going to take a while. Um, what was cool, and, and I'm glad I did, was before the game came out, I didn't... I watched one trailer for it. Maybe two. Whenever they introduced the hat mechanic... Uh, I think that was the last one I watched. But I didn't watch any gameplay. I didn't watch any reviews. I still haven't watched any reviews. So, I'd say my, my opinion on the game is pretty... My own, I would say. Uh, the little things that annoy me... Sometimes the hat doesn't... When you throw it, it just doesn't do what I want it to. Um, they, they added motion controls in. And I don't use them. Because I'm using a controller. I'm not using the little... Joy-Con dangly-doo things. So doing certain moves is a lot. You, you can't put a, a button combination in. You have to actually move the controller because there's accelerometers in the controller. And I, I never bother. Um, so I feel like that's just kind of a, a missed opportunity. When, when characters are talking, they use emojis instead of names for people. Sometimes they'll use the name after the emoji, but I just... I. I hate emojis, so having it forced onto my, my Mario game there, I, I just don't like. I haven't finished the game yet. Um, I'm taking my time with it. I'm enjoying it. When I'm, when I'm done with it, I'd say probably when I've, when I've completed it. Not 100%, but just finished. I'll, I'll finally look up a review or some gameplay, see what I'm missing. But what this game definitely made me do is it made me f want to play Super Mario Sunshine. Now, on the last podcast, geez, two months ago, again, I'm sorry, um, I did a top ten uh, video games that I like to go back and play. And one of the higher up ones was Super Mario Sunshine. So this year, I'm playing Super Mario Sunshine again because it's cold and uh, that game's all warm and tropical and I, I just love it. I'm fucking rocking it. I like it. It's fun. I found that with all the games that I have, because I have a lot, I have something close to like 900 games, I have a tendency of just playing like the same 15 or 20 games that I just, I like. I don't really branch out, and I should probably do that because, you know, I've got something like 220 N64 games. Maybe I should actually try try some of them, <laughs> um, but... That's alright. That's, that's a, a tale for another day. Before I start talking about the Super Mario, I don't know if you can tell a difference in the, the audio quality of my uh, podcast right now. Probably not. But I have this... Um, it's a thing called a, a pop guard. So I'll give you a little demonstration of when it's removed and I say something with a P. Like pop guard... But then if I put it up and say pop guard, it what it what it does is it um, dampens wind. So w when you say things with P's, you give it a puh and you give it a puff of air. And when you do that into a microphone, it kind of clips it and makes it sound bad. But when you have this um, pop guard thing, it, it dampens the wind of your, your P's and uh, a lot of wind and stuff. So 
If you've noticed that so far, good for you. You like audio stuff. If not, whatever. Also got a mic stand, so that's cool. I guess. So, so w when I hit the when I hit the table or my desk, it it doesn't have the same sound because the mic is not sitting on the the thing on the desk. Same if I'm typing. So hopefully that won't be an issue. All right. So that's Sonic game. It's called Sonic Forces. I have some problems with that game so far. Granted, I've only been playing it maybe two, three hours. But still, like I said, I feel like I have enough information to form a, a, an opinion. What the fuck, Sega? Holy shit. That's something. And I don't think it's good. I don't think it's a good something. It's weird. So... What I got from the plot, and like I said, I've only been playing for three hours, so I'm sure this is not a good thing to just be spouting off an opinion about something for that amount of time. But I don't care. The character customization. It's so weird. Like, I, I had heard that you can make your own Sonic character. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Not gonna do that because that's kind of dumb. Well, it forces you to. It's just like... I can I just picture everyone who used goddamn DeviantArt to make their own Sonic character is probably going ape shit for it and I don't I don't like it. So like uh, how creepy it is. If you go to Google and you type your name plus the hedgehog, you'll find some weird stuff. Doesn't matter what your goddamn name is. Like here, I'm I'm going to do it right now. Oh, um I kind of don't want to. I really don't want to, but for the sake of proving a point, we'll type Miles the Hedgehog. Boom. Someone already... Oh, God. Oh, jeez. What? That's a lady. That's Goku. People with their fan art of Sonic, like, that one just looks like he's straight out of Hot Topic. Either way, it's weird. I don't like it. It's always rubbed me the wrong way that people make their own Sonic characters. So from a story standpoint, like Eggman creates some weird interdimensional supersonic evil guy, and he beats the shit out of Sonic, and then Eggman takes over the world. But it, what's strange is like all these Sonic characters, they're goofy, they're animals, but they're like fighting a war. And like Knuckles is a general, and he's like, we gotta find Sonic. This means war. And it's like, this is just not what I was expecting at all. Um, and then, let's not even get to beginning to talk about the gameplay. Because when you play as Sonic, actual Sonic, it's not bad. It plays like the past couple Sonic games. And they're playable. They're, they're not my favorite. Um, but, the, but they're playable. But then, you know, Sonic gets the shit kicked out of him, and then it fades to black, and then it's like, hey, make make your own Sonic kind of thing. And it forces you to make your own Sonic the Hedgehog character. So I did, and he looks stupid, and he looks goofy. He's got big bug eyes, and he's, he's solid black. The levels where you play as your own character are terrible. I don't, I don't like using my character. I didn't even want to use my character. I created him 
because it made me. And then it's like, great, now you're, you've got to play some of these levels as him. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to. Because his, his mechanics are different from Sonic's. Because you have a weird grapple cannon thing. And I don't want to use that. It's just a weird direction to take a Sonic game. And I mean, hey, Sonic games have, have you know, notoriously kind of been bad for the past 20 years, pretty much. So, it's, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised. I just wasn't expecting, like, people dying in a Sonic game. Or at least implied that people are dying. Um, like, at one point, they actually think Sonic's dead for, like, six months. Either way, I, I got to a boss battle today. I wouldn't say it was hard. It was just stupid because, like, you get hit and all your rings just happen to bounce off of the arena and fall into a hole so you can't really get them back and then the enemy just kind of bops you once and then you're dead so i'll keep playing it for a little while but it's it's rubbing me the wrong way i hear that sonic mania that came out a couple months ago i hear that's really good so if if anything i'll just buy that and enjoy that but that that's my thoughts on on sonic so far um maybe next month on the podcast i will uh I'll talk more about it if if I play more of it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I do. Um, something that has been occupying my, my free time, what free time I have, is I have been recording a song. Um, I wrote lyrics to it, and I started recording it. I haven't recorded vocals yet. That That's what I was going to do this morning, but I figured, hey, I should actually probably fucking do my podcast that I keep putting off. Instead of trying to do vocals for it. Because, you know, I'm not very good at singing. Now, it, it's not like a beautiful guitar piece. I, it is is very much a death metal song. So, for the past week or two, I've been, I've been practicing some uh, death metal vocals in the car. Just warming up my voice so I don't hurt myself as much. There's little things. I, granted, it's probably not going to sound good. But I'll play some of it at the end of the podcast. But I have, like, all the the guitar recorded. I have all the bass recorded. I, I used just a, a drum track I found online at uh, 160 tempo. Something, something like that. Either way. So I, I built the song around the drum beat. And then just kind of wrote the song around. Wrote the lyrics around the song. Because I had, I had a couple things already floating in my head. But the, the song is... Because I can't write things that are serious. Um, the song is called I Hate Hipsters. Just kind of be rambling about the things that I hate about hipsters. And it's it's pretty funny. I like it. Um, I did a little research onto uh, the, the weird chemicals that hipsters avoid. Like GMOs, BPA, MSG, MEAs, crap like that. So I've, I've incorporated that into it. I think it, I think it sounds alright. Anyone who, who creates something, they're always going to scrutinize themselves about it harder than anybody else. So I'm probably beating myself up more on it because I notice all the flaws and uh, imperfections of my playing. Um, but the, the, the people that I've played it for, they say it sounds really good. Now they could just be telling me that. Then I just wouldn't know. Oh, I remember a game that came out that I, I haven't talked about. Fucking Cuphead. Holy shit. Was I excited for that game. I have been pumped for that game for like two years. 
Now, because I think in the the first episode of sorry, fucking getting wires all tangled up on me. Um, in the first episode of the Miles podcast, I think I talked a little bit. Maybe it was like the second or the third. Either way, at some point I talked about hand drawn animation and how much I goddamn love it. I have always loved it. It just looks so good. Um, you can you can tell that generally speaking, that someone cares about what they're doing when they're doing that much hand-drawn animation. So Cuphead is all done with hand-drawn animation. And it is all animated in the style of a 1930s cartoon, which I already fucking love, uh, those old cartoons, like Betty Boop and uh, stuff like that. <laughs> I, I used to watch them, I, like Steamboat Willie and stuff, I guess is probably what a lot of people relate it to. So everything's kind of bouncy, everything's alive, uh, the music's all kind of goofy sounding. So Cuphead is, is, it's all drawn. Every single frame of animation for everything in the game is drawn with colored pencil and pencil. And all the backgrounds are done with watercolors. And it's so pretty. And uh, I just, I love it. So the, the whole game... Is like a, a side side view, a 2D platformer shooter kind of thing. And it's one of those challenge games where, you know, you're 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 fighting a boss and that's it. So like 75% of that game is just boss battles, which I love. So like be fighting this this flower guy. And the flower guy, you know, let's say there's three platforms in front of him. So he he has these tells before he attacks so you know what's coming and then you've got to dodge out of it and and by challenge game i mean kind of like trials if you die you just start right back up and you start over and you keep going and keep going until you beat him um and your, your uh, main attack is uh hand boning like like that just like or snapping your fingers except it's a lot faster and you're, you're shooting little uh projectiles but the game is very hard and i love it um, a lot of people don't like it because of how hard it is, and they say it's not as uh, accessible to everybody. Which, hey, whatever. That's fine. That's what old video games were, you know. If, if you couldn't master the skills of it and, and the, the pace and the speed of the game, well, guess what? You ain't beating it. Um, which I'm fine with that, that kind of mentality in games. Uh, I don't think that should be for every game. But for Cuphead, yeah, it works because that's what the kind of game is. So anyways, you fight these boss battles, and, like, the flower guy, you, you hit him a bunch, and then he'll transform into a, a harder version um, as the, as you do more damage to him. And then he's got different moves, different attacks. And that goes across the board. And, and there's something like 25 bosses, and I, and I think I've beat, like, 15. Either way, the game is it's very hard, very beautiful. I would highly recommend anyone pick it up. I think it's on the Xbox and the... Computer. Uh, probably Windows 10 or something. Because uh, I think Microsoft has uh, exclusivity on that. So. I haven't finished the game. But hopefully I, I can. It might be one of those games where I'm just not good enough to, to fully beat the game. Which I, I will accept as like, yep, I do. I cannot beat this game. Which is fine. Because um, every time I die, I don't feel like it's the game's fault. I usually feel like it's my fault. And there's games like that, like Super Meat Boy, where the controls are so streamlined that 
when I when you fuck up, you feel like, oh, I fucked up. But with Cuphead, all right. So granted, the controls were not good at first, but they let you remap them, and once you remap the controls to something more comfortable, uh, it it plays perfectly fine. I would definitely like it if uh, it had come out with a physical version, but it didn't. And I'm I'm generally speaking very opposed to to downloading games that are digital only. Um, but with Cuphead, that was the exception because I've I've wanted to play that game for a long time. Uh, and the music in that game is so good. It's got some real good uh, 1930s, 40s uh, jazz. And fucking, man. Something uh, that I don't listen to enough of is uh, old-time jazz like that. And uh, big band music. Fucking love big band music. My musical tastes are all over the goddamn place, if you can't tell. Oh, something else. Uh that I wanted to talk about. And this is, uh, spoilers. Oh my god, spoilers. Oh, Jesus. Oh, god, I've not given you enough warning. Spoilers! Holy shit! Spoilers. Stranger Things Season 2. Spoilers. I watched Season 2 in, like, two days. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> I'll stop doing that. I, I, so, like I said, I, I finished Season 2 pretty quickly. About two days. I had some time, and, uh, I know I should have been doing other things, but I was like, fuck it, whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch some, some Netflix. I finished the whole thing. It's really good. Um, I really don't know what to, to say in detail. There was a, there's definitely things that pointed towards another season. Things that they left open. Um, see, now I don't want to spoil things. Um... I guess I guess one thing that I, I can I'll, I'll mention that I thought was kind of interesting that I feel like they'll definitely play off of in the next season is um, the guy Papa from from the first season. Uh, he was the guy who was saying he was uh, Eleven's father. They they very briefly and kind of blatantly say, yeah, he's not dead. At least when when they're like com she's she's confronting some some guy who was in at the facility or something, uh, he said that he's the the Papa guy is not not dead and he's still alive, so I, I definitely think that's a uh, a pretty good indication as to what's going to happen next season. Um, but there's also there was just things from the upside down that still didn't get a hundred percent resolved. Um, I don't know. Subtle things like that. There there was a there was a really good Indiana Jones reference where uh someone dropped their hat and obviously went back for it even though they were bad guys. So See, I I watched it like 2 weeks ago and I've already kind of forgotten most of it. I just remember that I liked it and a lot of it just kind of blends together. Um same with Star Trek. Also, it is like my one-year anniversary of starting to watch Star Trek. And in a year, this is going to be sad, and uh, it's my own fault, I have watched 22 seasons of Star Trek. That is a shit ton of Star Trek. Um, I haven't equated how much time that is, because I don't want to know. And I've probably skipped, I don't know, 20 episodes 
maybe 30. So I've probably skipped about a season's worth out of the whole thing. And, and granted, it, it hasn't been like 22 seasons of the exact same Star Trek show. It is seven seasons of Star Trek Next Generation, seven seasons of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and I am on the sixth season of uh, Star Trek Voyager. So, it's a, it's a different cast, there's different stories, and, uh, still really good. Um, there was a really good episode of Voyager that I watched, uh, the other day. Um, again, as I've explained, I won't go into too much detail because I hate when people do that. Uh, but they get to a planet, and the planet's moving a lot faster than they are, and they're stuck outside of it, and, like... 10 minutes on the ship is like uh several hundred years on the planet kind of thing and it's got a it's it's pretty cool it's very interesting um how that whole dynamic works out um so i would recommend that that was like an episode in in season six somewhere middle of season six so if you have interest in star trek voyager i would definitely check out that episode because it's, it's very good and probably by the time I finish season six, I will have forgotten about it, but hopefully I don't. And I, I think, so I think I'll, I'll play some of my, my, my song at the end of the podcast. Different outro. I don't, I'm not going to put an intro music in this time. Uh, maybe next time. Maybe if this song gets finished, I'll, I'll add that as the intro outro. All right, so... With that, I'd say this is the conclusion of episode 7 of the Miles Podcast. Uh, you can find me all over the internets. Um, I'm at Miles underscore Man on Twitter. Uh, I have a Facebook page, the Miles Man Fan Club. I've had that since I was in high school, so I mean, if you want to join that, by all means, go for it. I don't post on there, so... Um, you can find me on iTunes as The Miles Podcast. You can find me on Podbean as The Miles Podcast. And guess what? You can find me on Chorus. Now, if you don't know what the fuck Chorus is, I boy, am I the wrong person to tell you. So Chorus is a... Oh, jeez. I feel like I'm fucking selling my soul here. Um, Chorus is this company that I was talking to on Twitter. So this isn't the end of the podcast, apparently. Fuck it. This is overtime. I think I talked a while ago that on Twitter, when a promoted tweet shows up, I usually just, I type some, some garbage at them, you know, usually some conspiracy crap or something. Uh, but so this, this podcast company called Chorus showed up and I, I don't remember what I said to them, but they started messaging me and, uh, just asking about my podcast and stuff. And, uh, if I'd like to join their, their social network. And I said, you know, they did go out of their way and, and, and like, actually send me a message and, like, actually, one of someone there listened to my podcast at one point. So, I mean, I'm like, all right, you know what, I'll check it out. And it's kind of cool. Um, it, It's, like, a small, I don't know how many users they have, probably, like, a thousand, maybe two thousand. Uh, maybe even more. I, I don't even think it's that many. But a small user, of, user base of podcast enthusiasts as uh, they like to say, and I don't know what, I, I gotta talk to them again, because I don't really know what demographics they're, they're going for, because I don't know, from like what the creators listen to, because uh, I follow the creators of, of the, the app, it doesn't seem like it's 
what my podcast should be. Um, their stuff is a lot of like NPR, um, political or uh, very very um, well put together, well written podcasts. And the Miles podcast is definitely not that. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna message them back and give them some feedback. See if I don't know. Give them some of my thoughts. Uh, it's it's a pretty cool app. Um, I found a couple podcasts that I, I've listened to. I haven't like found something that I'm gonna listen to on a weekly basis. But you know, some of the people that I follow and follow me, uh, they, they'll post like, "Here, this thing's really cool about audio equipment and like the history of bows." I'm like, "Whoa, shit! I want to listen to that." So I did stuff like that. So it, it's cool. Um, I'm using that. So you can find me on there. Uh, I believe my name on that is also just Miles Man, or just Miles, I don't remember which. So you can find me there, on them, their internets, and I think with that, that uh, overtime's over, and I'm gonna edit the shit out of this, so please enjoy uh, the beautiful, beautiful music of, uh, uh, probably not vocals recorded, uh, the song I Hate Hipsters, so enjoy. Enjoy.